of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. On this week's episode, it's a continuation from last week where we discussed how many watches we think we should bring on vacation. This week, it's all about what watch we would bring on vacation. So get ready and sit back because it's time for another episode of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. Welcome everybody to episode 69. Nice. Of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. Uh, we're continuing our theme from last week uh, that we touched on that we, we might be doing. Um, and we may have been recording this in a little bit a little bit of succession uh, uh, here one night because a couple of us are, are traveling. We wanted to knock them out. We didn't want to leave you all hanging like we did a few weeks ago. Um, but, you know, it was finals week, so let's just not worry about that. Uh, we're glad that's behind us. So yes. um, <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit more about vacation watches uh, this week. Uh, but first, but first, as always, wrist check and drink check. Spangler, what have you got? Well, sticking with the Urban Artifact theme of last week, I also treated myself to another one of their new concoctions. And this one happens to be the Double Squeeze Box, which is a strawberry double Midwest fruit tart coming in at a good old 10% ABV surprisingly for a double fruit tart not as tart as last week's which is sort of strange but you know for the seven dollars that i paid for this can and yes you're right you are correct in what you heard i paid seven dollars for a can of beer um it's a lot better so you know maybe you get paid get what you paid for how are they I spelling hope double? so <laughs> uh spelling double? double uh the regular double D-O-U-B-L-E. Okay. Maybe they're talking about double the alcohol content, (laughs) not double double the sour. Or double the the amount of money that you should pay for a can of beer ever, not at a sporting event. (laughs) Are you you telling me that you don't want to pay $25 for a (laughs) four-pack of 12-ounce cans? (laughs) I mean, I know that inflation is Yes, I have seen that before. Like I, I realize what? that inflation's up right now quite a bit, and yes, if you take out food and gas, you know, not like people have to buy those things all the time. The numbers look a lot better, but twenty five bucks for a four pack, ouch! Yep. Is, is it at be. least like one of those giant bottles, or is this a? Uh, this is normal. So, so for this one, I really wanted to try it. So, which is why I bought the single can, um, which I think it was seven. It may have been six. I don't know. This one is a sixteen ounce can. It's a tall boy. Okay, at least um, it's a tall boy. Yeah, and so I think if I would have bought the four pack of this, it would have been somewhere around the twenty five to twenty seven ish mark. So you know, you, eh. well, I'm not saying it's good value for the money, but hold on a sec. Can you get can you get a four pack of tall boys a pibber for seven bucks? You could probably get that for about two fifty, like <laughs> local uh, Circle K. I, if you pay any more than that, well, then I don't know. To be we fair, talk about this. Go to ahead, be Jose. fair, ten percent alcohol. It is like you're buying two beers. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's tasty. Also, too. No. did we have we talked? We haven't talked about it on the show. I did see this in a gas station in Columbus recently on on my road trip that I alluded to last week, uh, and my coworker was utterly shocked that this even existed. Uh, 
I didn't buy it. In retrospect, or in hindsight, I should have bought it. But I guess you can probably still buy these elsewhere. It's not. I don't think it's that rare if I saw it at a gas station in Columbus. PBR mm. is making hard iced coffee, which because why not? <laughs> like of all the yeah. things for them to make, why not? They uh, just got done with a collaboration with uh, Intamins, actually. Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> yep. You could have your donuts with a nice hard coffee from PBR. And maybe you got a t-shirt too. I don't know. Buzz, maybe you know. You follow that account too. I, I do. I, I took you took up your wisdom. When when you tell me that something's a good follow, um, you, you typically know what you're talking about. Yeah, the PBR account, it's a great follow. Yep. <laughs> they had a very uh, trippy computer-generated uh, ad with like a house turning into a whole bunch of those hard coffee PBRs. It kind of nightmare fuel really, but <laughs> Yeah, that was a strange one. It was. It was. That's okay. Spangler. He's got great recommendations for Instagram accounts to follow and and whiskey, which are two pretty pretty good things to to have re- good recommendations on. Yeah. All right. Yes, a- Buzzy, what have you got? We didn't even get to the watch. Oh shoot! No, we didn't. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I had to. I had to go swap out watches here to get this one down here. You're giving away that we. You're giving away that we recorded these on the same night. <laughs> you gave that away in the last. You gave that away episode. last episode. I might have. <laughs> <laughs> we are not recording these on the same night. Ooh, not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yes, I had to go and get my uh, Casio. I, I think the reference number is an A138. I'm not really for sure, for sure what it is. It's the one that looks like it has a wooden face. You can get it for like 12 bucks on Amazon. I alluded to uh, a Casio in the last episode, so I feel like I had to you know, carry on with a the theme for this episode and bring it down. So that's what I got on the wrist. I, I, I like that. You are... You're aligning the things that you advocate for in your actions. You're practicing what you're preaching, and you're preaching what you're practicing, which is an equally rare thing these days. <laughs> I Words of wisdom. Eh, so, something like that. So I'm going to go next. I'm keeping up with this Great Lakes Brewing Company Mexican Lager theme by drinking a Great Lakes Brewing Company Mexican Lager. It's still creatively <laughs> named. I still like the amount of lime that it has in it. I still think that it's a good alternative to Corona. Although I, I do like Pacifico the best uh, of all of the Mexican style lagers. Corona's just always skunked, it seems like. I've never had a good Corona. Dos Equis is a different story. Love yeah. me some Dos Equis. Yeah. Uh, Corona, it, it, it is in, at great peril of, of being skunked. You have to have a, a very stellar cold chain throughout the entire custody of it. Uh, you know, like a, like a COVID vaccine. You know, you just got to have like sub-zero refrigeration the entire time. <laughs> Make sure that it never leaves it. I don't know how how Great Lakes Brewing Company Mexican Lager uh, 
reacts to an occasion occasional warm up but i do like pacifico the best and it's mostly because um when i first had it a lot i was on a not not vacation but on a a very long uh, work trip to the american southwest doing uh some work things and i tended to drink a lot of pacifico at the end of the days and eat in and out burger and it was pretty cool pretty nice way to spend some time all right on my wrist it's something that i have taken on many vacations myself and it it's not anything that I would recommend necessarily take on a vacation, but it's my Brightling Colt chronograph. Uh, it is smaller, uh, which makes it kind of unobtrusive. Definitely uh, slips under a cuff easily, although it also looks good with short sleeves. It has a chronograph, which you don't quite need, um, you know, unless you're trying to be uh, Mario Andretti. Um, but it also has a timing bezel for all of the kind of laid back uh, timing needs. Yeah. Spence, what, what are you up to? So uh, because I hadn't finished the can of ginger beer, I am again this week, <laughs> much like last week, <laughs> drinking a Glenlivet Caribbean Reserve uh, with some ginger beer. Uh, but I would be remiss to say I did bring down a glass with me thinking if I if I got through two of those in our last episode and wanted to switch it up. I do have a whiskey glass with me, but this is not just any whiskey glass. This is a special whiskey glass sent to us or sent to me specifically, I guess, by our friend John at Brew Watches. And it has Brew Watches and then a little etching of what looks like the Mastergraph on it. No, sorry, retrograph. Retrograph. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, so now I've got one, just like Debbie. Mm-hmm. I don't have I don't have the Luxardo cherries yet, but we're working on that. Um, <laughs> Christmas in May needs to come soon, Buzzy. Uh, I actually yes, bought John, them last week, uh, so we just need to to get together. Get together, okay. Um, so maybe the next episode in a few weeks, I'll be drinking a nice Manhattan with a Luxardo cherry out of my brew uh, watches whiskey glass. But uh, yes. So on that note, um, on my wrist, because I knew I was going to at least talk about the glass so that Debbie's not the only one we know that has one. I have on my Burgundy uh, Retromatic. Because, oh, I like that. You know, Burgundy. I like that. Yeah. You know, I, it's, it's, <laughs> it's been a little bit since I've worn it on, on the podcast. I'm probably going to wear it again later this week uh, before I go on vacation, after I go on vacation. I'll be on vacation when this airs. But uh, I'm going to wear this um, just because it's killer. I haven't worn it in a hot second. Um, and the bracelet is just, it's still just, it's still, I think it just ties it all together. Like it just, it gives it that special look. I don't know why. I mean, I get why people like to change stuff and it looks good on some other straps, but we talked about this with John. He crushed the bracelet. Um, it, this is never coming off of said bracelet. So mm-hmm. I absolutely love this. So that's what I got on my wrist. Um that's that's the only correct answer. It is so hard to make a bracelet that isn't one of the existing archetypal bracelets. Mm-hmm. And John knocked it out of the park. Not only 
is it beautifully designed as far as looks and suitability to the rest of the design to the watch head? Um, the implementation is awesome. I, I was, when I, when that came in, I went over uh, to your house to, to see it. I mean, I was just completely tickled pink by the, by that watch. Phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, and, it, and it's funny, everybody who has picked one of these up, like I, I've talked to several people. So our buddy Motor John's got one now. He's got, he actually has two. He picked up the uh, Retrograph Technicolor, and then he also snagged a uh, Retromatic because uh, those came back in stock. Debbie's got several. Um, I can remember, God, way back when I first picked this up, Rico from Rico's Watches Podcast was asking about it. And then he picked one up. And now his wife has the, the, he got the black one. His wife has the burgundy one. So like, it's just everybody who like, like asks about it. Obviously I gush over it cause I absolutely love it. Um, mm-hmm. But everybody who has tried one just absolutely loves it. Like that just, he absolutely nailed it. And from what I understand, he may have some initial design ideas for what he's going to be doing next. So we're going to have to, we had an idea when we were talking with him off of off air last time. So we may have to execute that idea. It won't be for a while before you all know what we're talking about if we end up doing this, but uh, it'd be really cool if we did. So that being said, um, sticking with our vacation theme, we're going to be going uh, again, more vacation watches, watches you could take on vacation. And this week's episode is a little bit different. I don't know if, if, any of us are going to have a fresh forum find of what our one watch we would take on vacation is. We'll see, but we're going to do the fresh forum find first. Uh, and then we'll get into our theme of what's the one watch you would take on vacation because we all agreed that one or one plus a Casio may be the right answer. So <laughs> buzzy fresh form find. What have all you got? right. Well, Many vacations, certainly many of my memorable vacations, include the water, oceans, great lakes, even not so great lakes, you know, just normal (laughs) so-so lakes, you know, the non-inland seas. Well, water's pretty good. A good watch to wear if you are going to be in the water a lot from our friends over at Oris. The Oris Aquas. I have found a Aquas listed at Watch You Seek. It's a 43.5 millimeter black dial with the black ceramic bezel. This is on a bracelet. Um, This is not the new one with the Calibre 400 movement. um, So it's not the in house uh, movement and it's not obviously the toolless bracelet swap uh, so it's like the aquas classic if you will um this bad boy is in pretty nice shape uh, which, which is kind of tough to do because there's a lot of high polish on mm. on the bracelet which makes it look stunning in person i mean i was at, at work uh, recently, and one of my coworkers has has an Aquas. He was in also, and it's it's so good on the wrist. 
but this bad boy is uh, $950 via PayPal, mm-hmm. which seems to be a really, really good, uh, good number. I had uh, let Spence know ahead of time that I have have a you know have a pick here that I really would not mind buying. I don't think I will because I'm not like feeling like dropping money on a watch right now. But that's a that's a very good value. That that really is. <laughs> all original bracelet links, all boxing and materials, and. Uh, the seller states that he has great feedback as both buyer and seller, which is good. So yeah, uh, head over to watch you seek, check it out. It may be gone by the time this episode airs, but you know, that's the chance we'll take. It's in really good shape. I mean, the, the clasp is very, (laughs) very good condition. It's, Hard to to tell that this isn't significantly new. Um, so yeah, check it out, the Aquas. Nice, Evan. Got what? What you got going on? Well, you know, I had to do a little bit of a pivot here because I wanted to stick with the vacation theme, so I had to go to one of my good old saved watches in my ebay watch list because everyone knows i love ebay more than a lot of things in life and it's been a um, while since you had an ebay find yeah i know i've been trying to stick with the forums I, I i have been going on watch patrol a lot for a lot of the uh the ones i've been coming up with here but as i mentioned a few episodes ago uh i've got another doxa for everybody here because i feel like a doxa it's a good good solid vacation watch Nice and rugged. Way better than a Willard at vacation watching. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be a joke for somebody from a few weeks ago. (laughs) Think about when this is going to air. He's going to have to scroll really far back in our group chat. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But yeah, this one uh, is actually quite interesting. It's a vintage one from the year... Uh, do, 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 they just say 1960s. So, you know, I don't really know if that's true or not. I don't, yeah, take that for what it's worth. It's a sub 300 Shark Hunter non Aqualung logo. So that could probably also help you date it. Um, but yeah, it's on eBay. The dial's in fantastic shape. The case is definitely rugged, but you know that is a good thing when it comes to a Doxa because it's kind of good to know that they were worn and used. Um, yeah, and it's listed for six nine five zero, but for one in this type of condition, uh, and it's also the best offer. So, you know what? It's not the worst price in the world that I've seen for one in this type of condition. The go. the the big upside on the non um, Aqualung dial is you won't be forced to hum Jethro Tull all the time. You you won't only do it when you want to. <laughs> this is very true. Very true. Yeah. So I've got one that, as you'll see here in a second, could be on, on my short list of watches that, that could be a pretty, pretty stellar vacation watch. 
Um, I have a Omega Seamaster Professional black dial, 42 millimeters. So this is the new wave dial on a bracelet. Uh, this guy is the second owner, uh, but it was purchased in December of 2018 from Topper Jewelers out in California. Original receipt included along with, you know, box papers, kind of everything here, all the links. He's got some good pictures of everything. Um, it, uh, he's disclosing one minor scuff on the, on the side on the non like on the diving crown side or the helium release valve crown side, which I am zooming in like three or four times and I am really struggling to see it. And he even mentions that it's kind of tough to see, but it is there. Uh, normal desk diving marks on the clasp. And I know from experience, this sucker's got a pretty big clasp because of the of the micro adjust uh, feature in it. Black dial, just just a classic, classic looking watch. Could be yours on watch you seek for 3700 bucks. Which is for for that watch, you know, pretty pretty solid, pretty solid, pretty solid uh, discount there. Um, he has over forty one hundred posts, um, and has been a member on the forum since twenty thirteen. So uh, take that for for what it is. Um, but yeah, so there you go, there you have it. That might be on my short list for uh, watches you could take on vacation. We'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So last week, earlier tonight, last week, we settled <laughs> on uh, how many watches you should take on a, on a vacation. And I, I think we all kind of agree. Casio's not included. It's one watch. We, we, no, we all, don't agree. No, we all agreed that two is not a winner and three. Nobody remembers. This is fair. This is fair. How many watches? We gave you the caveat that if you have extenuating circumstances and you need a G-Shock, that is allowed. That is allowed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Apple watches don't count because they're not watches. And none of us wear them anyway. So, you know. Oh, do we? (laughs) Well, you know. Do we? Well, you know. Okay. Oh, this this could be this could be an interesting twist. Okay. Yeah, we're going to do it a little bit. <laughs> this is one that I did not see coming. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we talked about taking one watch on vacation. Now we have to decide what that one watch is. Um, budget is not – there's no budget on this, but I don't really – like just knowing the three of us, I don't think – I don't think any of us are taking like a Royal Oak Offshore just because, <laughs> you know – and I actually, I kind of approach this with stuff that I have in my collection. So, um, I mean, I can go first if you guys want. Yeah, you seem like you're reared and uh, ready to go here. So why not? Well, sure. So, so when this airs, I will be on vacation, and I will have taken one watch with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, two years ago, around the exact same time, I was on a similar trip, and I also took one watch with me. Now, the two watches that I took, so we we know that I have a watch for each of my sons and on like their kind of first trip to a place or their first of something, I try to wear the watch that is, that is their watch. So two years ago, you know, 
my wife had a conference down in Orlando. So we were like, you know, why don't we all make kind of a trip out of it? This is kind of Buzzy's idea of this is a work trip, but then it turns into a vacation because we took five days after her two day conference and we did Disney and some other stuff down in Florida. So we had a really nice time down in Orlando uh, because it was Pierce's first trip. I took my Tudor Black Bay Steel. That's his watch. And it, I tell you what, I, I actually wore it on a NATO. It was great on a NATO. It worked for all the situations I was in in Florida. It is a very good travel watch from that perspective. So like Tudor Black Bay, Tudor Black Bay 58, I could say all day, like, yes, that could easily be like the ultimate travel watch. This week where I'm at, right, I'm in, in, roughly in the same place. And because it is Vaughn's first time to this location, I am going to be wearing my Omega Seamaster Professional, the black and the white. And I think both of those watches fit in a lot of good, uh, different scenarios. Like if you're going to a nice dinner, which Rachel and I are going to do one of the nights, uh, we're lucky enough that my mom and sister are coming down too. So they can take the boys for an evening. We can go have a night, a nice dinner, uh, maybe meet up with some friends who live down there. So that watch won't be out of place. And as we know, from both Pierce Brosnan, who wore an Omega Seamaster Professional, and Daniel Craig, who wore an Omega Speed Seamaster Professional, that um, this watch goes great with a suit on the beach, a bunch of different scenarios. So could that be the ultimate vacation watch? It, it could be, but that's not where I'm going. And I'm still going with a watch that I own, and that if it wasn't one of my children's first time to a location... And I was going somewhere where I wanted water resistance. I wanted something that didn't have to worry about that's bulletproof. I think to me, it's not the Willard. It's my SPB 109. I absolutely, I, I think throw that sucker on a bracelet. I guess if you're going somewhere where you could be like, like Buzzy said, camping, rock climbing, anything like that, I guess you could you know, put it on the rubber strap, put it on the tropic strap I have for it. But to me, if you want to dress it up, dress it down. It's a dive watch. You're on vacation. It goes in a bunch of like a bunch of different scenarios. You can wear that watch. Like to me, in my collection, kind of just in general, if I'm traveling with it, it's it's a nicer watch. So I'll enjoy wearing it. Like, but it's not something where I'm overly concerned about like people seeing it and saying, "Oh, I gotta I gotta steal that from that guy." Like I'm gonna, like I am not that worried about my SPB 149. To me, the blue dial. It is just it's in my head. That's the perfect vacation watch. It's the SPB 149. I could say anything in that range. If you own the 143, cool. It could be that one. If you own the 147, it could be that one too. But like that one, the six, the 62 Moss version of that to me, ultimate vacation watch. That's where I'm at. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I got nothing wrong with that watch. It's a great watch. Um, personally for me, I especially when I, I traveled a lot for everyone that's listened to the podcast, I travel a lot. And what I've learned about myself when I travel is that I don't like to stress or be, you know, anxietized about stuff that I have that is expensive. So I will stress out about my laptop when I'm in, when it's in my bag and I'll stress out about watches that I have to. Um, so, you know, personally, I think there's nothing wrong with that watch. I would just go for one less expensive so I wouldn't have to worry too much about it. Because when you're outside of your safe space, like your house or your work or where you normally hang out at, like your mind can play tricks on you when it comes to having those type of things. And 
Why do that? You're on vacation. No stress. There's plenty of libations. Yeah. <laughs> it's a theme. <laughs> exactly. It, to, to me, so, so essentially you, you are still insisting that like the Taliban graduation watch, the F91W <laughs> is the way to go. Wait, what's that? You, you, you're still sticking with your same, your same recommendation from the previous episode. Uh, no, I have I have something else here. If you would like for me to get into it, I can definitely get into it right now. Yeah, I mean, we should. I think yeah. That's what we were doing, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Read. I don't know what you. Is that what we're doing? I don't know. I don't know what y'all are doing. This ten uh, percent ABV is uh, getting to me right here. It's getting- uh, <laughs> Too much libations for me tonight. Um, so yes, was it last week to record oh. maybe, but not in general. Yes, yes. <laughs> last, so last week's week, libations yes, hit you too. <laughs> it's one of those week long uh, types of buzzes. You know, you get those all the time, right? Or is it just me? <laughs> okay. Uh, so yes, last week I did mention the Casio F ninety one W as being the ideal vacation watch. And like I mentioned all of two to three minutes ago, uh, I've also traveled a lot this year and I've taken a lot to watches with me uh, sometimes for I don't know why I didn't enjoy doing it. I just stress out about them. And so, as we mentioned last week, we had narrowed it down to one watch being perfect. Um, But Spence, you said a good point on last week's episode that sometimes when you go on vacation, you get the opportunity to take a break from being a watch nerd. And so with that in mind, I I sort of like the idea, and I'm probably going to be doing this a lot more on some of the trips I take this year, of taking a break from being a watch nerd because it's good to like take a step back, refresh, not have a watch, and like understand that, oh, wow, I'm on vacation. I'm taking a break from my normal everyday self. Why not take a break for some wa- from some from watches too? And then plus when you get back, you have a newfound appreciation. You want to put that stuff back on, you know, get it back in the rotation. So I think honestly, if we're talking the ideal vacation watch, I think it sits in your pocket most of the time. And I think it's, uh, you know, I have an iPhone right here. I think this is probably the ideal vacation watch because I personally like to get away from it all, not stress out about most things, including what's on my wrist, even though the Casio F91W is a fairly cheap watch. I personally would vouch for, if you're going on vacation, if you want to have a stress-free, great time, just carry your phone with you. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about what you have on your wrist, what you could lose, even if it's cheap. Doesn't matter. Take it away. It'll be off your mind. You get to enjoy more things than looking down at your wrist. So that's my recommendation for it. That's why he's the wild card, ladies and gentlemen. That was not a direction I thought we were going to take. I thought it was going to be an Apple Watch, which I could have. I could have seen. I could. I had seen coming. Like I could have seen that as a detour. You know, to be honest, if you're if you're going like we talked about the Casio F91W, to me, if I'm traveling somewhere where I'm jumping a time zone, I'm going to take my Casio Royal if I'm taking a Casio, mainly mm-hmm. because I like I like to be able to see where I'm on the map and know where it is with the time zone because I think that's just a cool feature um, this. <laughs> anyway but yeah no that's no watches just a just a phone wow it's a phone yeah plus and you know 
everyone wants this. You can like lose the watch tan for a little bit. Get that sucker a little bit more tan right there. But isn't that isn't that our secret handshake though? Is this <laughs> isn't this our secret handshake? <laughs> the 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 wink or the the flip of the nose, yeah. <laughs> flip your wrist up type thing. Uh. <laughs> All right, Buzzy. So we've got we've got a, uh, a SPB one four nine for me, but SPB in general. Um, I know you're not going to pick the Willard, even though I was kind of. It would have been funny if Spangler owning both a Willard and a Doxa would have picked one over the other. Uh, Buzzy. Well, well, we'll talk. That's that's too much inside baseball. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Buzz, it's all you. All what right. have you got, man? Okay. It's obviously not a Willard. Um, so it, what, what's interesting <laughs> is I uh, I was looking back at pictures from vaca- different vacations to see what I have done in the past, uh, figuring that that might be a, a good way to, uh, to figure out, you know, what to do in the future. And I don't... Uh, I don't take my own advice all that much uh, because I, I definitely took my Breitling with me to um, Ireland, to Deutschland, to um, some friends, um, you know, some various uh, weddings like San Diego and, um, you know, down to uh, Florida several times. So I'm really not uh, into into following my own advice there. Uh, that, that being said, it depends totally what kind of vacation you're on. So like, for example, I, I would hesitate to call it vacation, but when I'm down at, at the lake with my friends and there, there may or may not be like some time traveling that could happen, uh, I'm wearing my Orient Mako. And it is covered with scratches and all sorts of stuff to prove it. Um, definitely had a spring bar let loose one time going down the giant uh, slip and slide in, into the lake, which was kind of cool because I found it. Wouldn't have been cool if I lost it. <laughs> but that's why I have the giant sampler pack of spring bars, and I was able to put the standard size spring bars on my dock. So. Oh, brought brought that one all, all around. Bring it back. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, yeah, it, if you're doing like a, a fancy vacation, um, then maybe you you would want to to take something nicer. I mean, if for some reason you're like going to Switzerland or like Austrian Lake Country, and you know you're just gonna be in the countryside the whole time, then I would say wear whatever the heck you want and don't think twice about it. Um, sightseeing, you know, like when I, last time I was in Germany, it was mostly work. Um, so if you're sightseeing, you know, be, be wary. Uh, was it Scottish watches that had the, uh, uh, police officer, constable, or whatever silly thing they call them over there, uh, talking about the, the different ways that uh, people steal watches over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, one, one of the things that I think, because you, you still want to, 
I think well, most of us don't want to be like Spangler and go about like we're the great unwashed, not wearing watches <laughs> on vacation. That's that's certainly a bridge too far. Um, I think that this is where micro brands, uh, it is their time to shine uh, because you can have something that is very cool and very special. And I'm, I'm primarily thinking about the, like, there's definitely two market segments with, with micros. There's like the roughly $500 price point, And then there's the like sub $2,000 price point. Um, I'm team roughly $500 price point micro brand here all the way. Uh, you, you can have something that you like that's neat on your wrist. Um, but if something bad happens, if you um, get pickpocketed, pick, pick wristed, I guess this would be. Um, watch jacked i don't know i don't know what the the cool term <laughs> is there uh or you know if you leave it somewhere if you get in a car crash you know some some unfortunate befalls you uh, you know five hundred dollars isn't chump change but it could be a whole heck of a lot worse um i would pick something like the one that haunts my dreams to this day, the Laurie Hydra Series 2 in the blue and silver. I, I think that would be a great companion because you've got, you do have a timing bezel uh, because, you know, sometimes you want to time things, even on vacation. Uh, it's, it's unobtrusive. It looks good. Uh, it can easily slip under a sleeve if you're, going to some nice dinner here. It's not as big of a chunk as like my doxa. Um, kind of threads the needle between sports because it's certainly capable of being sporting, uh, but it's also kind of dressy. I think it's a nice all-rounder. That's what I'm going with. Hmm. I have an interesting point to that. And then we're going to dump on a watch that we know we're going to have people saying, oh, it should have been the anyway. Hmm. My only we'll, concern, we'll determine if it's interesting, but continue. Yes. Um, <laughs> my only concern with the micro brands. Yes. From a, from a true cost perspective, it's a little bit, a little bit less, you know I mean? Like we said, it's 500 isn't chump change, but Like if I wanted another, so let's say I took my my salmon dial notice with me, yeah. And something happened. I see where this is and, going. And I wanted another one. That may be a four or five hundred dollar watch. I can't get another one. Like if you have a Laurier Hyperion and something happens to it on vacation, good luck mm -hmm. getting one. Good point. Yep. So that that would be my only concern um, with one of those is like. I, I agree with you, and it, I, I, I can see where you're going with that. But my only concern there would be, if something happens to it, I don't know that I could get another one. And it's yeah. not. I mean, I think. I mean, in theory, I think you could, with what goes with everything on the forums. I think you could probably track one down, but it would be harder than say, like if you took a Seiko Turtle with you, 
Yeah. And so that happened mm-hmm. to it or your Orient Mako, like you said, like you, it was cool. Cause you found it again. If you lost it, my guess is you could probably go get another Orient Mako, Orient Mako pretty easily. True. So that would be my only concern with taking a micro with me is yeah. they tend to be more rare once the production run stops. Well, that's, that's a good reason to have, to have one that, uh, yeah, it, getting a hold of them it, it very much follows that model of a, either a pre-sale or there's a drop and you have to you know click fast uh, to to get them you know i mean that be being said your spb there, there's limited colorways on that that you're in the same boat uh, oh true true but, very and, true you know mm-hmm. and there is a difference right some some of the micros are serially produced and mm-hmm. they're stocked out for most of the time, but you, you could just wait for next year's drop and get it. Or, or possibly you could, uh, you know, write a, uh, a tale of woe to, uh, to said owners that you probably got a personal email from when you bought the thing uh, to, to see if they have the, any pieces to piece it back to health, assuming oh, it's and that's, damaged and not lost. That's true. Mm-hmm. That is very true. So I, I'm not saying that yours is a bad answer by any means. It's just that would be my concern. It's like, oh man, if anything were to happen to this, like I don't know if I could find another. Like I don't like that that is a very real real yeah, thing. Big time. Um and you're right, it's the same thing with my SPB. And it's the same thing with any limited edition watch. Um Get another one. Trying to get another one can be difficult. Unless unless it's your F, F91W, then you can probably get one of those. <laughs> yes. You can walk into your local Walmart and get one of those too. Yeah, so. you can. So, But the funny <laughs> thing is, everyone's going to say, you know, oh, oh, a travel watch, oh, a vacation watch. You want something that's got, you know, you're, you're, tr- you're crossing time zones. I'm not crossing any time zones. But you're, oh, you're crossing time zones. You want a flyer GMT. You want a certain specific flyer GMT that may or may not have GMT in the name. And (laughs) people are going to say that the ultimate vacation watch or ultimate travel watch is a Rolex GMT master two. And I do not agree with that. (laughs) Yeah. That, that watch was conspicuous by its absence. Wasn't it? It was, it was because remember there was no budget on this, but the three of us are, kind of a little bit more pragmatic. And I mean, yes, I could see that in traveling in certain circles in certain ways, maybe you're comfortable wearing a rather expensive, hard to come by Rolex that you could sell for double what you paid for it, which makes it a very targeted item, if you will, for people who know what they're looking for, especially if you're traveling in countries, in certain countries versus others. Even probably some places here in the States, I'd be a little nervous wearing that. I just... I mean, I could see, you know, 20, like, and there are people who say, yeah, 20 years ago, this was a pilot's watch. Or this just wasn't like, you're right. 20 years ago, it was 20 years ago. Nobody cared. It was just a nice watch. But I mean, realistically, if I'm going anywhere, I'm not wearing any steel sports Rolex. Yeah. So, yeah. 10 years ago, you, you could pick them up used for like three grand. I mean, it's not 10 years ago, unfortunately. It's not. I mean, no. I don't think I'm traveling with the GMT Master 2 anytime soon. I'm not yeah, either. 
because I couldn't and for buy those... them if I wanted. <laughs> That's also an amazing point. And also, I don't feel the need to be able to get off on be able to use my quick set date or quick set hour hand because I'm traveling. I feel like that doesn't justify me wearing that watch. Just to say, I, oh, I'm traveling time zones, and now I can actually use this function. I don't disagree. I can maybe see a scenario where if I was doing something like that, I'd take my my Blizzard because I, it has that functionality. Yes. I don't. I, I wouldn't want anything bad to happen to that watch. Now, granted, it's a it's a Grand Seiko, which means literally nobody knows what it is. <laughs> because that is such an inside baseball watch nerd's watch. It's a gorgeous watch. I absolutely love it. But nobody knows what it is. Nobody cares. Nobody, Nobody's out there no. trying to steal a Grand Seiko because they're like, oh, that's a cool looking watch. What is it? Oh, it's a Grand. Oh, no, it's a Okay, it's a Seiko. Which goes to the whole point of wearing my SPB. It's a Seiko. Yeah. Yes. It, it just it you can buy them. Like I, I know I know the like buzz to Buzzy's point, the SPB is a limited edition. Would I want anything bad to happen to it? No. But I feel like I'm one of a select it's a it's a larger number than I than you would admit, but it, like not everybody knows that that blue version's a special version. Well yeah. Yeah. It, and even it, those even those secondhand don't really go for more than retail. No. So like <laughs> no. D- despite no. your colorway being like the absolute best bar none out of that uh that that family. Yeah, it, it very much gets to hide in plain sight because it says Seiko on it. And the other important thing is it doesn't have a passing resemblance to any of the, the Rolexes or any yeah. um more expensive watches. I mean, wouldn't you feel like an asshole getting mugged over your Steinhardt? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um I'm sure that that happens to people and obviously like getting mugged is isn't a joke. It's not like a laughing matter or anything, but yeah, I yeah, over a, a, a homage watch in particular, man, that would uh certainly add insult to injury. Definitely. So, well, I think I think we uh, we covered the topic of vacation watches pretty thoroughly over the last two weeks. Uh, <laughs> wink, wink, <laughs> nod, nod, nudge, nudge. Um, but it's just it, it is it's it's a fun topic to think about. I mean, mainly because we're all going to be able to kind of start traveling again soon, or are you know, things are opening up? Things seem to be looking a little bit brighter. Maybe we actually get to see some more people in person who uh, we've had on the podcast at some point, which would be really cool. So uh, if you are traveling, obviously do your best to be safe uh, from a from any number of perspectives, including if you're taking a fancy watch with you. Uh, be safe about that and where you go. But uh, you heard it here first. Maybe don't take a watch at all from Spangler. That might be the hottest take I think we've ever had on the show. <laughs> it might be the hottest take. It might be. Like yeah. I said, wild card. Wild card. Wild card. Yellow bolo. <laughs> Yellow bolo. Well, we will catch everybody next week again at some point, which maybe we'll have a guest at that point. Maybe we will. And it won't be a fake guest like Spangler coming back. Maybe it'll be a real guest. Yes. We're working on it. <laughs> we will see, but we will catch everybody next time. See Thanks, everyone. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. If you like what you hear, please take the time to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. We are enthusiasts, not experts, so don't at us. But you can find us on Instagram at whiskey.and.watches.podcast. Also, visit our website at zeitswatches.com. Zeitz is spelled Z-E-I-T-Z.